Welcome to the Fish Tea Podcast, where we talk about LGBTQ politics, pop culture, growing up in the Caribbean, life in the diaspora, and the work it takes to sustain love, life, and laughter in the midst of all the white noise. I'm M. I'm Glenroy. I'm Kareem. And I'm Lanbell. We're giving you everything, honey. Get into this mug. We're serving you a hot cup of fish tea. Bottoms up. up. <laughs> what a mess. <laughs> I don't wonder how that last part they will get now because <laughs> when I saw the countdown. <laughs> the bottoms up now sink up because we can't see nothing. But you know. But Glenn, you sound like you forgot you forgot your name. Yeah, for like, don't the <laughs> 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 the amount that takes them to chance frustrated. <laughs> How have you all been? Some of us are more rested than others. You know, how y'all doing? Yeah, that's stress out. You know, men are part of the rested population. <laughs> rested population know themselves. Welcome. Who is that? Who is that, Karim? Welcome back, Kareem. <laughs> I've already told me you're in the island. <laughs> my devout, my devout, my devout, my devout. And oh my God, my come down. I didn't know if you're squeezing everybody now because I never have no set itinerary. Nothing else me that have come. And so if you try sitting, everybody I fit you, are squeezing an eye here and an eye there and I would buy everywhere. But I'm loving it. Um... I'm getting a new appreciation for Jamaica because I was, I'm kind of, I'm in my element, you know, I am allowing myself to be me safely, of course, but I'm allowing myself to be me. And, and it makes, it makes a different experience. It makes for a much more enjoyable experience. So I'm grateful for the, at least that part. Um, I'm a can't wait for the live. Oh my God. So the rest of the, the fish tea podcast meets, you know, and I live in colors, vaccinated <laughs> and everything. So you're not gonna come, you're not gonna yeah, come from, from the picture. I'm not gonna dare. So please you'll be there in spirit. <laughs> Whenever I send you for turn. Then right, you know what? My just not say. How are you, Em? <laughs> Girl, my <laughs> thing. Next to the light at the end of the tunnel, I may try to push because say, when them final paper submit, I shall do one big skittle up in this place in the vaccinate itself. Right. But, you had your second dose, right? Yeah, I got my second dose. Right. And you feel good and everything all right now because you did ready for ball blood the last time and you're all right. <laughs> my love. No, but it's a, real, it's a real thing, you know, like, my team, I feel like I'm going to take it for a joke. I'm going to tell them somebody actually afraid to take the second dose like we just it was so unpredictable how i could have reacted but thankfully all i had was um chills and headache for like one night really that was good the next day so i'm mother baby oh no mother baby oh michelle pfizer baby how are you Wait, wait, who are asked for? Me or Randall? Me, I don't know. Me, I ask you over you. I'm all right, I'm all right. I'm going to go to my mother. I'm going to go to put my foot. I get shaking. I get cold. I get ice. 
with the rice sample, it's going to go, them bang with a bag that's not there. I'm not selling no lie. I need to bake um, banana bread. I'm going to get some of that soap. It's a nice customer. Uh, Dave did not kill me in the gym morning. I don't know why. I need to be deadlifting 235 pounds and I weigh 150. I don't know which situation I'm going to be in our to lift up or have something like that. <laughs> That is hard. Well, at the rate, at, at the rate, or oh, may I expand? You might have one, one situation soon. <laughs> hey, yeah, breathe. Girl, might as well eat that because I don't know where the way to come from. As long as it's going to the right spaces, baby. But no, my all right. Complain about things under control. Like, like I remember last week at the office, we just. Like, I've been doing well with my to-do list that I start taking care of some other personal matters that I've delayed for far too long. So, you know, I'm in a very good space. So, Landa, how are you? You know, Glenn could always forget to me now. <laughs> um, I'm well-rested. Thank you. <laughs> um, I spent the weekend in Portland. Um, just came back today. Um, that was good. Um, went on a little bit here. So yeah, I'm well rested. I'm part of the rested crew. <laughs> the podcast knows the podcast is not no say it's called my class. I'm at the open of my art in the left part of my art. I'm at the open right this so right this so I'm leaving the lights and Wi-Fi that pool and you could have you could have come. No, no wife no wife and up on the beach. Liar tell me work from beach in Portland. Well, me never have no Wi-Fi. Miss Sarah, me don't know which beach it go. Me never have none. But it's all right, man. I have it all. Right, you know. We're gonna move forth with grace. And plus the 21 questions are come up soon. So, you know, God not sleep. Oh God. <laughs> That's about nice. <laughs> <laughs> Oh gosh. So today, you know, as we bring back the podcast from, you know, our little break for season four, we're starting with something light and fun. Um, and you know, this is something in my while ago, one of these thoughts coming on my head. But you know, a lot of times growing up queer, you, you know, you grow up with challenges and issues and all of them because something. But my natural life. Sometimes I look around. I'm look around with certain with, with a heterosexual, heterosexual people that I go through. And me personally glad to meet a Batman. Me glad me is a Batman with some of the stuff that I go through. So that what about today. Why are you happy that you are gay? Okay, or queer, or whichever they identify with within the LGBT community. Why are you happy that you are queer? I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to be a comparative exercise. But you know, um, we could do that. So, anybody have any few any little idea in mind? Can just jump in, right? Let's go. But my one jump I'm able to answer. But I'm gonna go first. Sometimes I'm glad I can't breathe. Dear, I say it. I don't mean it. I'm in my head, girl. I don't mean it. I'm in my head. My God, but I said no lie. If I could have breathed for real, wouldn't know how it would have gone. <laughs> we could have breed six with a band and another 12 about. So I'm just glad. There are certain calluses we can enjoy with the people in man without have to worry about. Oops, did I about my toe this time? 
Oh, my fault, get the camera, got the plan B, clinic, not making fun of the situation, but I just don't want to be the one to deal with all of that. So, I'm glad I can't breathe. And you know, you can't say like, I look at one dirty foot man when body's strong and fancy, and I'll just give out a piece of Hello? They don't really want to deal with him or not like that. And I always, they're not really there, you know? Strong, strong. Mm-hmm. But no, at the top of my head, I'm glad I can agree. I'm not sure if, I, if I, at least one time, I don't know how young it would have happened. But wait, one of things that if you could have breathed, like, you know, that at least more, anything could have more. But that's a circumspect. Girl, no, I always tell myself, so if I was a woman and I did straight, I would have been, I would that be the community mattress because I don't know why I love the sex so so more I don't know I, don't, I feel like then I have more sex for that breed or something I don't know but not the come to listen to this oh gosh what about you Landville what are you happy for um, 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 I don't know, but like, um, I don't know, I don't think of anything yet. All right, why do we actually want it to happen, sir? And we know it's along the same line. I don't know, I kind of feel like, especially when it's in the streets, and I argue on the tail on Twitter. And then always occupy the tail panty about some foolishness. If I one thing me glad to say is that when we want to have this say, we now fear go through one bag or something. And you know, them I fear data get you know you can't open your legs. I mean, there and that's not to say there aren't queer people who are um very particular about who they have sex with, but I think that there is less of a within the I guess the gay community, there's less, not that there isn't, but there's less stigma around hooking up. And I'm not being very happy for that because sometimes you really just want to eat scratch. And can you imagine you have to bring out somebody and I, and, 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 I, and I buy roses and all of them somebody just for calm? We couldn't deal with that. So. I can't, I can't even up on, on that because me was very much one of them child where you have to tell me I'm a pretty before you can cut and I'm a pansy. You have to, you know, me was very, <laughs> I was very much one of those people who subscribed to that, like, I don't even want to call it a heterosexual norm, but that's kind of like where you saw it most, where people, you know, there was a, like a courting, even if it was just for a one night affair or... It wasn't supposed to be a relationship. I was very much one of those people who you had to tell the, the nice things in order to get the nice thing. Um, so I can't even say. Yeah. <laughs> it was when, I mean, I guess when we get older, no, I kind of appreciate that. You can just jump on, on, on the yellow pages and just say, look, I'm looking for a particular length with a particular girth and a particular curvature. Um, at 8 p.m. tonight, let's make it happen. 
Yeah, that's I, yeah, I, I, I share the same sentiment as um Kareem. I don't know. I I kind of grew up like coming into my own. I believe I was very relationship oriented. Um, and I never I never embraced the idea of hookups and stuff like that. But I guess like the more I grew into my own, um I I I I got to appreciate that. Um, that's a thing also, it's enjoyable. Um, it's a thing I did. Um, but, 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 but yeah, um, I was very, I think, well, maybe still now I'm still relationship oriented, but I, I don't, in how I, how I used to view hookups and, and stuff like that, I, I don't, um, view it in that type of way, um, no. So in other words, they wouldn't call me or no. Thank you. I mean, to be fair, I very much started out. I mean, you know, if that's a thing in our community where like, yeah, we are young and you grow up, um, yeah, at the end of the day, we raise down the same stories of love and romance. And I very much started out with, I can't want to have sex with you, but I'm in love with you. But it started out like that, you know. And then after my heart broke a couple of times, I'm realized that some people fall in love every time one like, after look at sex. <laughs> That's true. Also, that is true. <laughs> so for me, also just the notion of jumping through hoops to get sex. And to me, it facilitates this culture of lying to people about your feelings for them and this culture of manipulation. Um, where we can just simply say, all right, come be it thing. I'm gonna just get up. Me not, if, if you don't work for the breakfast of man, you're not getting a breakfast of man. If you don't work for the sleepover, you're not standing in the yard. May I just get up, wipe off myself, throw your one toy, because you're going to clean up yourself. I'm going to go on my business. Flip up on the one. I'm probably I'll get up and go work with Mulka and Bag. Right? You know, I might suck that. Right? I'm not so bound by all. <laughs> You know, the trappings of sex needing to be a certain way, even though I recognize that sex nights are when there's all these feelings involved. You know, but I'm just happy that there is that opportunity so that we can avoid some of the bullshit that happens with yeah. just to have sex. Like, you know, yeah. of course, I don't I think for us also that the hookups tend to, well, well, I can't say for, but like people that I know and that um do hookups, like it it tend not to be as messy as like heterosexual um people. Um is is an agreement that okay, you're doing this, so you do it and you go on by your business. That's it. But I'm the most I can get me after you know you did probably trust there, you know, you you work out your nutrients and so. So we can rehydrate that in your funny oh yeah. If you can do a taxi film, we can help you out this so and then stop it. But yeah, I appreciate them for it. All right, let's don't talk now. Don't, don't jump off of the soapbox. I mean, it's funny you say that too. Like the the, the you know it I guess it gets rid of that. It lessens the the the, the manipulation, the lie to me and tell you you love me type of foolishness. And I feel like now as I'm getting older, I am, I don't want to say regretful that I didn't allow myself to explore um, things sexually in that way, because 
now that I'm married, right? And I'm very happily married and all those things, but then there's still certain experiences that your partner just can't give to you, right? As lofty as they may seem. Some of them is just like, well, yeah, no, one Indian man or a white man, so I'm not gonna know what it feels like. Don't ask me sex is different with, them, with different races and ethnicities, but in my mind, some, sometimes it looks like an next person might be a different. just more fulfilling to be having sex with guys and then some some years down the line i met this dude when we go when we did not six farm upper six and that was when my my mind started started to change towards relationships so like i wouldn't consider myself relationship oriented still but i feel like we get the best of both worlds as in let's say when it relates to the hookup culture and um the relationship culture as well you think of not yet land um i think for me and I, and i think this came later in my life is that like um when i when i was just kind of coming into my own i used to like police um myself a lot um, and I and I've, and I've had the discussion about why I kind of shied away from dancer spaces because I felt like you're policed a lot in that space. But I think now that I have come into my own, um, I, if if I want to be um, as feminine as possible, if I also want to be straight acting, I I am I'm allowed to be as fluid in, in 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 what I want to be without being like, oh, um, what a pro-. you know, you know, from 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 masked guys, you can't do certain things or you can't say, even even to your straight friends, you can't say certain things without them thinking, oh, um, my youth or whatever. Um, but for me, I've 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 been able to interact with whether straight or um gay friends and I don't have to be policing um, my behavior um, as much as um, straight men kind of police their behavior um, towards them other straight friends. Here, here, Lanvel, here, here. The sexuality, though, in danger if you hug up your friend with the most warmest of hugs because a long time you see a friend, right? It, and. I identify with that so much because you can have these very affectionate relationships with your male friends and you're not to worry about anything because in our context, if we, if we did for fuck, we would have fuck already. And if we did for day, we would have probably there already. Well, not everybody, but, you know, likely. Like, they, it would have been said. So now that we're here and we're all just friends, yeah, to me, and I think I've said this before on the podcast, they can't get the full extent of the friendship because there are no lines in a way that of affectionate of affection that you don't that you worry about crossing. Yeah. Yeah. 
And, and, I, and I think I think I've said yeah. I also said like earlier. I have a, my my friend um, Oshie Grange. I always have to talk about him. Um, you know, we who um, would would have gone gone to you. We know how chancer rights are and stuff like that. There there has never been a day in my life that he has shown me like okay, all right, Landell, when you walk past me, um, we can heal. When you're, he has in in. in every possible way every part and he really don't care if he's he said to me like if he lose the friendships the straight friendships because um i'm friend with him no from long time and in sexuality don't change anything then so be it. but that not change anything so yeah i i, 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 I yeah like I'm, I'm glad you brought up that whole like liberation, that liberating feeling, or the liberation that comes with queerness. Because I often think about that in terms of like the way I express myself through clothes. Um, somebody be like, somebody will see me dressed and be like, "Yes, yeah, woman clothes that." I'm like, okay, and and I'm wearing it, and I'm doing so flawlessly. So what's next? Um, so like I, I love the fact that I can play around with different parts of me and express myself the way that I want to without it being a threat, like enjoy, like um, Glenn Rice says, to my sexuality or to my sense of self. Um, and I think it's because I've allowed myself to kind of take up space with this squareness. So I can be like, okay, I'm not going to be just one thing or another. I, Stacey and Chin had a very wonderful poem where she says, I'm never one thing or the other. I come in too many flavors for one fucking spoon. And that when she said, when she came to my school and performed that poem, it stuck with me, right? Because I was just like, yeah, I don't have to be what somebody says. Like somebody's perception of me does not, especially when it comes to like my gayness or my queerness, right? Because, you know, people will be like, oh, um, this is how you should carry yourself as a gay man, or you don't want to be one of those gays, right? You, you want to be this type of persona. And so like being able to, run the whole gamut for me has been so liberating especially like now where i'm just like I, I can't i don't care anymore even here while i'm in jamaica there are times yes it creeps up on me and I'm, i find myself like getting ready to like try to hide my nails or um trying to be masculine presenting and i'm just like my not do this this today i'm gonna go brunch and they put our outfit and say, Lord jesus i'm gonna look at me now you know i'm gonna show all of them look after them business long as i'm not touch you um, and I, yeah, and I, and like I, and it's because even though I was wearing men, like men's clothing, quote unquote, it was still the way it was put together by me. I was just like, oh Jesus, somebody ever says something about this. And the only thing up now on security guard text me and tell me my outfit look nice. <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man, yeah, man, the fit nice, man, the fit, the, the fit nice, the fit nice. I look him there, look here. Man, I look, I'm charging for park by the roadside. The man come to me, Glenn, and I say, yo, 250. I say, man, I have it. I say, yo, I give him a change. Yeah, man, they can't bust me, you can't bust me. I fit nice, man, you can't bust me. I say, man, I have it, I have to pay a toll for go home. So I tell the Angela when I did have, I go out in business and make it same. To add to Langville's point, though, about feeling like you can move around in like certain spaces, for example, with like dance hall. Um, I'm very appreciative of being, cause I remember at first not feeling like, you know, in certain spaces you can't be yourself. But then one thing I loved about being queer 
was, um, is that I can do any dancing dance all, masculine or feminine, right? So, so my favorite thing was me and M were in our heels and we had dance out L to the bad man sang them and then we had bubble and we had wine and all of them something like that. I would know all of the lyrics to the bad man sang them. I would know all of the lyrics to the girl through them. And to me, that is so liberating because you can experience the fullness of something by being able to trans, I guess, transgress gender expectations. Um, because you're queer and you're already existing in one space where you're going against the rules, so might as well. I mean, of course, fully recognizing that a lot of these examples that we are using um, um, applies to people who are open in a particular way. Because if you're not right. open, you're not going to do certain things. But I'm definitely happy that I'm now a- I'm able to, no matter which section I dance at, if I know the song, if through the gates I play, I'm going to run up and I'm going to gun, right? Right? If Bounce Killer play, I'm going to run up and I'm going to and it's spice I play a me that panda girl I kill myself in whichever way can I get older so I can't kill myself like I used to. But yeah, me still uh me still I kill myself like the way I used to. Like me like can. No. I think I, I don't think I, I recognize now, especially like on social media, that more straight men are enjoying themselves and I wind up themselves. I'm happy for them, you know. I'm happy for them because we say a long time on one wine. It's like me not know. A long time <laughs> like the waiter brunch today. <laughs> long time them want them want to kill themselves afraid. So, like to me, there's a liberation that comes with being queer, being openly queer, and accepting it, and being able to be the full. Because then there is, like you said, there is no you can be any version of yourself at any which point in time you want to be. Um, and over to you before we bring up something else. Our next one did the big Girl, I don't want to learn for the city department, man, you know. But I think about I think about something else. Girl, but, I don't think about something else. Tell what applied to you, Mala of the Yeah, um it's just that whole that whole idea of being able to enjoy. Well, I, I say the best of both worlds. <laughs> you know, can can do what the straight people them do, and then you can do what you do as a queer person or do what the straight people do in a one queer way and just make it yours. And then you have to think twice about it. Um, and particularly for me, like I've from ever since I've been a fan of um feminine wear. So we always like woman clothes. When we used to go to church on Sunday, I should go in my room and go put on the, the little two-inch heel and must have a clump clump through the house and, and catch up the, the ponytail with my head top like I didn't have here for ketchup. But, you know, you, you get to do them something, you just enjoy, you just live and exist at the moment and not have to think twice about what society expects of you or how you're supposed to behave. You just like, you just you disregard all of those norms and beliefs about who you should be and that is probably the most liberating part of it and then when i really fit not a straight people narrative i'm like that like we bring it up earlier earlier on in the conversation like straight people problem really make no sense when you look upon it and we've have, we are able to avoid most of those things just by virtue of how we think about a lot of things as queer people and how we approach a lot of things as queer people. 
Yes, I'm well, gonna say that because may I for jump in yes, so this is this is my main gripe. Why them love argue about who pay for food when we go out? So I mean, I understand it. Why them love argue about bills? So Exactly. Every day upon the tail, the girl never argue about what piece of bill, what piece of bill, what piece of bill, you don't work, and you don't work. A what? Like, so I understand the notion of he who, the person who does the inviting out should pay, although I think that we need to look beyond that narrative because if men are always expected to be the inviting out, they're just like, the men must pay because society requires men to invite out. But that aside, right? The notion, like, it being such a big deal for them all the time is the most ridiculous thing. Like every time me hear them argue about it, I say, well, you know, just pay for your food when you eat, cause I didn't be a year belly. Exactly. If somebody, if somebody stop you while yeah. you're for the food where you eat, then well, thanks. Yeah, just go there. Say, all right, now go go. Because that's the thing. No matter who invites me out, me go always go there with the intention of paying for my food. Oh, yeah, I am paying. Exactly. I might have teach me I might get back this morning. Exactly. Like, always this big bone of contention about who invited who, and I have missed a lot. God, you eat the food, PFA. Exactly. Yeah. And I think, I think that only, I think, I'm going to jump on that point and, and add that as my point too. In that, for me, um, and I think I had the, the, the discussion with Glenn about like when I went to the UK, it was kind of the phrase I, I've I have been, um, and then when I came back here, it kind of allowed me to reimagine um, or redefine that. Even though for some people, they, they kind of strive for the heterosexual um, kind of way of doing a relationship as a gay um, person. For me, it, I, I can read... I, I define what that should look like or what that shouldn't um, look like, not following in the same thing. Like when, when we are go out, who pays? Like that is not kind of, that's not something that kind of comes up. And yeah, I, I, I don't really face those struggles or those issues. And Maybe I like that. Okay. If... Go ahead, there there's a man, there's a man in the relationship and there's a, no, I, I, I don't, there's no, gender role um, doing anything and if it does show up then it's at least a choice for me at least like because I think about like my own relationship and yes like gender norms sometimes show themselves but it's always like by choice so for example I feel like I'm more domesticated in my relationship like I'm the one who does my husband and I's laundry I'm the one who mostly cleans, but for me, it's not, it was nothing where, oh, well, you know, you're the bottom, you're the top technically, you're the woman. So, you know, it was a more so like, no, you're not going to bleach up my clothes, them, I'm burn up my clothes, them. So, meal to candle laundry, and me have a certain particular idea of how the apartments to look. So, meal to candle apartments, and you do the other things, them, are, we do it together. So, even if like those norms show up, it's not because, it's like imposed by society. It was more so like a conscious decision. Like, okay, this is what I'm going to take on in this relationship. Because mostly, like, I mean, yes, I can cook, but my husband is a chef, so 
in the most of the cooking. Right. Like, it's just, we have the option of deciding whether or not we want to organize our lives in traditional ways or non-traditional ways, and it not being a big issue. I'm going to love that for me. And some people are going to choose tradition, and that's completely fine. That's their choice. But every, any man take me up, no say, if you're going to come with tradition, I personally think the tradition dictates you have to make more than me. And if that is not going to be the case, do not come with tradition. I know. And that's why Mary had a little lamb. Period. Point blank. <laughs> so, you never take up somebody who is very much domesticated, who does certain things, me will help out every now and then, but I never eat take up. So, so, but I think the, conversa- the conversation, it is a conversation. It's not, certain things aren't, and I'm not saying generals don't exist in the LGBT community. They absolutely do. And there are lots of people who adopt them. But I feel like the ways in which the conversation is had, um, it's not taken for granted that a soit must go. And, um, and if your relationship ends up not looking like the norm, then it's not this big deal. Like, also, I mean, I mean, no, this is not true for every queer person. But I feel like, say, because we already started the fact to say we have anal sex, well, most of we have the anal sex, we're a bit more, we're a bit more willing to try other things in our bedroom, I'm like that for you. Because the facts say you still have man out here and tell women to them don't eat front. Like, but don't understand. Nah, so don't tell that, yeah. And you have women who are saying that's so cool. I'm gonna understand. Nah, no. You know what the mom is? Like, my pity them. So like, yeah, it's, it's, it's the strictures of gender norms that even in just how them have sex with each other. But then, but even if you take it to the extreme, so like in our relationships, um, the possibility of flipping every, um, ever so often exists. If you're in our relationship where two persons are versatile, or even if the person is not even versatile, but they want to try something new, you know, people might over time, they're open to trying something new. If you, in, I don't, well, you know, so I know there are straight couples that, you know, women peg men, but I don't know. It's, it is always, it, is, it goes back to the point of this man's sexuality is now in danger. And so him can't, uh, are the woman's sexuality is in danger, are the woman's propriety is in danger. And so certain things can't be done in the context of their relationship anymore. Um, I'm just glad to say, we just start from this. Uh, what other problems then? But I'm not really thinking to allow start from this. So. We know a little bit better. Fear, fear. I mean, one came to me, and it's mostly because I've been working through it in therapy and in conversations with other individuals. And it's kind of acknowledging, embracing, and being grateful for the resilience that I've developed as a result of um, my queerness and the things that I've had to kind of like circumvent and navigate with all of that. And um, it came from a conversation where people were talking about, it was Black queer people who were talking about if they had to choose between Black Lives Matter and the queer liberation movement, which one would they choose? And most of them were saying that, you know, they would be marching for black lives 
And for me, it was just like, well, how can you even choose? Like, I, I can't, I show up as all of that every day. Like, I can't set it to the side. But I also remember that I go hard for the LGBTQ movement because that's how, that's kind of been what my life has been like, shaped around, right? In Jamaica, where I came of age, I didn't have to think about my Blackness in the same way Black Americans had to think about their Blackness and the implications of being Black. And so... um it was my queerness for me that I had to like constantly fight and um, I, I, I essentially had to figure out ways to thrive, not just survive, but to thrive in Jamaica and outside of Jamaica too. So for me, it was just acknowledging that this, this queerness that I wear every day um, has kind of endowed me with a sense of self and with some resilience that I don't know if I can attribute to um, like my blackness, like now that I'm learning the implications of blackness and so on, yes, I can say, okay, that gives me an added layer of resilience and strength and blah, blah, blah. And I have to be resolute who I am. But I think from the get go, it was my queerness for me. So happy for that. Love that. And it's a strong point. I feel like when you're queer and you've gotten to a point where You've, you've had to deal with certain things. I remember in my evening interview, I was asked um, if I would be able to deal with racism in the UK. And I was like, I'm openly gay in Jamaica, you know? So I, I know it's not the same, but I feel like being able to deal with certain things and being able to deal with um, not being what society expects you to be or requires you to be um, prepares you in a way for any type of curveball. Um, in a way, I don't take anything for granted. Um, and, and I don't react immediately when certain things happen, you know? Um, you kind of, I look at negativity now to stop you from keep pushing forward and achieving the goal that you want to achieve. So, um, yeah, my apple for that. Definitely apple for that. I'm about a strength day. Um, that I think is connected with not caring about being visibly queer. <laughs> so, I don't know if, Glenn, you remember the day we went to, so, I think we were going to Tasis and we ended up going to Island Grill. Um, and then when we were coming up, um, I think you, you asked me if I noticed or were the, the, the persons in the line staring. Um, and I said to you, um, well, really, I don't, I don't really mind. Um, I know I, I, the only way you, you'd get my attention is if it gets physical. Rather than that, I am keeping it pushing. Like, men are really, men are really, um, you could have said, the world of things to me. I, I gamble my business, really and truly, honestly. Yeah, remember the day. Remember the day. I don't know. I just feel like I'm going to walk up the road, good, good, and then I say, all of them. Right? And I said, I mean, it never, of course, it never faced me or anything. It just like, it's like me look up, I'm going to say, brother, I'm going to say, okay, so there's a girl, you see? And Landville is like, sure. And, and I think it definitely, like you, you walk around with a little armor um, and some persons might call that as trauma. Well, even a short, I agree, 
But I think um, there, I think there's a value in 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 in, in not being in, in having that kind of resilience. I think um, so that if anything happens um, that is out of your control, um, there's a sense of well, I've dealt with this, and I, therefore we can't push through. Right? As long as it reached the level, I'm supposed to can't push through. And even if it reached this level. This is how I push through. And I remember um, when I was going through what I went through when I was younger with my family, I said, if I can handle this type of situation with my family and them treat, um, having this attitude towards me, there's literally nothing nobody can do to me that can affect me. But uh, this is the people that are supposed to love me. And if they can treat me like this they, and, and I can survive this, what can't I survive, right? Um, and I think... Yeah, it, it, I think, what I'm saying, I think pressure does create diamonds. Um, and in a way, sometimes, and it's not necessarily a good thing, but the societal pressure that we have to deal with makes us into diamonds. Wait, Emma, All right, Emma, um, bye bye. Emma, make her um, rice and peas and shake with a coconut. The conversation saying, you know, look at space, my love, but start thing. But I'll bring it back a bit because it's kind of like it's heavy and. I really want to go this uh, on the first episode, well, the first episode of the second half. But like, can we talk about friendships? I mean, I know, I know we touched on, we touched on um, being able to, you know, transcend between having straight friends and queer friends and all of that. But like, I saw, let me tell you the context. I saw a, a post the other day. Um, it, was, it was a cartoon and this woman was dragging her spouse from the company of another woman who was scantily clad um, by, the, by society standard, of course. And the caption was, my man is not your friend. And then I just start thinking, again, straight people problems, because I wonder if, I know, I know queer, we say queer people jealous, but then the way how we interact with each other like more often than not, you find say people mistake queer friends for being two people in a relationship just because of how close we are and how we 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 display that love and affection for each other as friends. And like me wonder, it has never gotten in the way of any of my relationships. So me wonder if we don't have that same experience, if that's a thing with the queer community that we can we can we ignore some of these boundaries that um, regular society has um, as it relates to friendships pertaining to people who actually in a wrong relationship may exist within the queer community or exist in a different way or less. I think it depends because I feel like if, if I, I mean, I think if any of my partners see me around some of my queer friends, um, just like Kiki in certain way, and I'll go and I'll rub up and I'll wind up on each other. I'm not gonna feel my way about it. Um, I think because 
no, no, no. Once again, because we're not so caught up with the gender, the gender is not necessarily what makes it operative for us. And I think because of that, the person knows them have to look beyond the surface, right? Your partner have to go determine whether or not this person actually have qualities where you like in a one partner. And, that, and I think that may, may become the source of the threat. Um, and that may have some gendered implications, of course, because if, if they know, say, like a certain type of masculinity and you're around somebody where masculine certainly, and you're safe and then they're very masculine, then they might kind of wonder, like, oh, wow, wow, I just bought. Right? But then the, the other side of it is like, you're, you're going to run, like, if you're, you're a gay man, chances are up here, gay man, or is a lot of gay men, you're going to run um, as friends. So if they need to work, if they need to go work, but every gay man, you're going to run, they're going to always be working. So I think, yeah, just it's not all of us, but a good amount of us just decide, so well, if I hear friend, I hear friend, I prefer I know self from else, me deal with it then. I don't know if that's, the experience of the others. It's funny, I mentioned that because like there's a running joke in my group of friends where they always say to my husband, like, like or they, or they said to me, if he was a traditional Jamaican man or a stereotypical, stereotypical Jamaican man, but I get some lick and thump and box them off his because the way me went with my friend them, like me, they with the whole of them. Like if you see me with my friend, that's serious to never open relationship with my husband. Because the way we carry on, like a Glenn Wright just to bubble up my friend them and go on and grab them up and be like see me and them dead. Like you wouldn't know see me in a relationship. So um, I get my ass because oof. Otherwise, we think could have be a problem. Even though, even though when we just start date, again, when the young dog man never there process the world as as me, I process it. No. Um, like, if my friend, if we deal with this guy and say, I have a friend, the first thing I ask is a top or a bottom. Because again, you know the implication. If it's a top, okay, go on. Because you're a top, two top, not going to do nothing. But if it's a bottom, hell no, then I have no friend. Because again, it's akin to the heterosexual. You know, my, my friend can't have beard, no woman friend type situation. I said two top, not do nothing. Every top of a top. A modern top. Say it again. Every top of a top. What say here? Or or say your top is an top. Same so, but yeah, I mean, also I think the other side of that is we can have friends different sex friends and it not be weird, right? So like me and my girls can be out and we can be affectionate certain way. And I guess their male friends won't worry in a particular way, right? And um, I guess to an extent it works in, the le- in certain lesbian relationships as well, not all of them, guys. But yeah, it works in certain lesbian, like you can know say, your woman out with our, our dog, them, and that's not gonna happen as far as um, because you know your woman, and it is what it is. And so, the I can so if them, if my friend's boyfriends here say so they're out with me, it's like, okay, well, I mean, them out with Glenn, right? There's that, there's that there, of course, that's them saying there's no threat there or anything like that, but there's just no worry about certain things. So, like, if if it's a if the group is going out uh, out of town to a villa 
nobody not for it or nothing. You know, them kind of somebody that I'm glad I'm not for deal with. Yeah, them for somebody. Like, because to me, when we worry about trust, we have to worry about trust in different ways. And I think it becomes less about who the person is that our partners are going out with and more about what we know, what we know about our, our partners and how they are and how they operate. And it becomes much more between us and our partner, not for everyone, than we partner other people. Of course, if the man go with them ex, that might be a different set of consideration. Can you know, say, you might add the local, the local, you know, your magnifying glass, I wonder what I'm going to write stop. But, yeah. Not a more. Let's see. Hmm. Yeah, nothing else comes to mind for me. But I already talked about the sex thing, which was my grievance, and, and the dating thing. I feel like I'm arguing about dating too much over that side there. I mean, in certain spaces, my look my little privilege or the queerness. I mean, I talk like when people make special allowances, like all LGBT people should apply to this job. And I talk like when we can go in a little um then a little store them and say a little cuteness to the to the to the to the cashier I would tell little like extra discount. Like my love when I'm fascinated by my nails are just something I'm here with. I'ma just use that to my advantage. <laughs> I never know if them something exists. I'm tired. 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 I'm I'm tired. 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 I'm Smile. Oh, thank you, sweetie. Hi, precious lamb. How are you? <laughs> Not a bad. Let me somebody for come up there and get full discount. For oh my god, they're not eat it open. Them that love you. <laughs> um, but uh, if we have nothing else to add for now. Let's put a pin in it and end the conversation here. But I would like to close by saying that I'm really happy that we had this particular conversation, right? Because I feel like, especially for a lot of people, queerness is always... Oh, before me even go there, so before me even wrap up, sorry, something else coming on my head. I remember my uncle saying that he watches RuPaul's Drag Race and he said that he recognized that how, you know, sometimes being straight close you off to certain, certain art forms and just like forms of entertainment on a whole. So it's just also how being queer provides you access to just different types of storytelling as well, you know? Um, so for example, the kind of, like whether it is ballroom and voguing, um, and the ways in which we, you know, party and have fun. To me, that's the next thing that makes me very 
happy to be queer the way I am because um, I'm invested in queer culture in a certain way. And so I appreciate the beauty of queer culture in its different manifestations. So, um, and it, 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 it's all about people feeling comfortable to transgress gender. So that's the last something that Girl, in, in short, the world really opened up feel when you're queer. Like yep. experience tonight fullness. Trust me. Queerness moves things. Like queerness moves things. It moves policy, education, knowledge, understandings, new ways to interpret the world. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Awesome. I'm the same. You don't have to worry about certain things anymore. Uh, if you have to worry, you have to worry about it in different ways. But right. what I was going to say was, I feel like sometimes, a lot of times we have a conversation about being queer. It's, it's generally had around, you know, the challenges and, and the difficulties. And, you know, it comes with perks. It comes with a lot of perks um, amidst all the challenges, right? Um, and so... Yeah, I think it's important every now and then we talk about the opposite here, right? The things that my wife said, Lord Jesus, I'm glad I don't have to deal with that pregnancy. That it's up on my list. Pick me. That it's up on my list. Because I remember the, the, the podcast episode of what I've bought the money. Uh, all the money. Oh, oh, I don't know. All my money would I go if I need breed and have to like, I don't know. I'm going to go down that part again. Yeah, there's something there. Having children for some queer people really is a choice you have to actively make. Even if it, it ends up being expensive, it's a choice where you actively make. So, yeah, I'm glad for that. Because, I don't want to me. Because that stressed me out. But yeah. Um, so, to the listeners, welcome back. Um, we have lots in store for you for the second half of the season. Um, as usual, we have a, a lot of fun conversations. We're bringing back some of our oldies but goodies. But some of them are really old, but they come around and they come again because it's nice. Them be nice. Um, so I'm looking forward to how the rest of the season pans out. Always remember to give us your feedback via our socials. That's at Fish Team Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and on Instagram. Or if you want to email us your feedback, it's Fish Team Podcast at gmail.com like share subscribe um leave a comment give us a review on whichever podcast platform you're listening on and as i always say but before mr that remember we're still in a pandemic get your vaccine get your joke mask up social distance all of that stuff today you know wipe it off as i always say stay sophisticated Bye.